Good morning, guys, and welcome to another episode of the MSC Performance Podcast with me, Mark Coulson. Today, I'm joined by Luke Rogers and Sonia Klakova. How are we doing, guys? Hi, guys. <laughs> I'll start Hello, it. guys. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm doing well. Uh, I'm excited to get back um, to things and, and work tomorrow. Um, how about you, Luke? How are you doing? Yeah, I, I sound terrible, but I feel fine. Um, still feel like sound a little bit bunged up, but overall I feel pretty good. Um, so yeah, same. Excited to to get back to training. Excited to get back to to working and yeah, get get back to to normality as we know it in twenty twenty one. Absolutely, yeah. We've been uh, we've been hit by the COVID. Um, so uh, yeah, myself and uh, Luke came up with a positive test uh, about ten days ago, and um, you know, been. Struggling a little bit, but uh, nowhere near as bad as uh, some people have had it, I think, for, for both of us. And then uh, yeah. Sonia's, Sonia's not had it because, you know, superhuman immune system and, uh, you know, the Russian defence system oh. in place. Um, and hasn't caught it, but is obviously uh, obviously isolating as one of the teams. So it's been a bit of a, bit of a struggle down the, down the gym to keep things covered, but we've managed it. Um, great support and feedback from the, from the members. And we've even had members chipping in you know, covering the gym for some hours and cleaning the gym and keeping on top of it, which has been, you know, the, the support's been really, really overwhelming as it has been for, you know, throughout the whole of uh, the, the COVID situation over the last 18 months has been mega support by, you know, from the, from the members and like in the last week has been absolutely incredible. Um, so thank you to all our awesome members. Um, but yeah, I think for me, like, you know, same as Luke, I probably don't sound a hundred percent, but you know, I think uh, feel a hundred percent and ready, ready, ready to get back uh, back amongst it. So, has your has your kind of training been affected, Luke, in the last like you know week or so with obviously comps coming up and stuff like that? Well, safe to say, Mark, it's been pretty affected from having to isolate in my flat. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's not ideal. Is it? I've got I've got the world championships hopefully in uh, in eight weeks, and having to have a week off is is less than ideal. But you know we can adapt and we can we can overcome it. So I've been trying to do uh, some non-negotiable stuff at home. So like trying to keep moving as best as I can. Like trying to do some resemblance of exercise in the flat. So like just some general walking, uh, some movement kind of prep stuff. So some low level ISO holds, which obviously not going to do anything to to get me stronger, but. I'm just hoping that when I come in tomorrow to train, uh, my body feels better, a lot better than if I'd have just lied down or sat down all day, which obviously would have led to feeling terrible. So it's not been ideal, but I've been trying to trying to eat well, trying to trying to sleep a lot, <laughs> um, and yeah, trying to do a little bit of movement here and there. So yeah, it's less than ideal, but it's still seven weeks away. And I shared a, pod, a, a post um, last week about just changing my mindset now into it. And I think sometimes as you know, you get further into whatever sport you 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 do you lose the the fun aspect of it um and I, I don't want to do that now and especially I don't want to put undue pressure on it to be like well I've just had a week off I've had COVID I need to be 100% for the world champs which might happen it might not but I just want to go and enjoy it now and I want to enjoy the prep for it. I want to enjoy the actual uh environment and and just enjoy actually being in Sweden so I'm trying not to put too much pressure on it now I'm going to enjoy it still train hard do everything I normally would do but just no pressure and uh yeah I'm trying to just relax and enjoy it now yeah because it's, yeah. it's out of our control, man. Like, there's nothing we can do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's happened, doesn't it? And um, yeah, I think that's probably, you know, the best way to, to respond to it is to, like, <coughs> you know, just be just be appreciative of, 
you know where you're at and the opportunity that's that's coming up and like you say just in, just enjoy it and i think like you know sports psychologists will tell you like you know the majority of research out there is you know that you know athletes that are that of the mindset of enjoying themselves enjoying the you know the the training the competitive you know aspects the the competition days like you know that slightly more kind of you know relaxed feeling about about things you know produces better better results you know a lot yeah. of the time you know keeping the anxiety levels down um you know obviously still got to get that right right level of you know arousal and you know, type of anxiety but like you know just you know i know from you know team from a team sport point of view and even working with individual like individual sport athletes and things like that like you know from experience the ones who are you know a bit, bit more relaxed about things and enjoying themselves you know generally get the get the better results yeah so yeah i think it's a good 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 way to look at it there's a psychological aspects interesting like you can like throw your toys out the pram and be like you know i've had all this build up and now this has happened and it's the same as anything in life isn't it like you can you, you know th- you know things happen it's it's how you react isn't it yeah and i think like you know it's a you know obviously it's not an ideal thing that's happened it's a negative thing that's happened but like say out you know control the controllables is you know this situation is out, out you know out of our control what do you do to respond to it like you know and getting stressed and trying to double up on training and come back too quick and push yeah. it too hard is just gonna have a compound effect you know whereas like say go back you know enjoying it banking on you know all of the training that you've done for however many years maintaining a bit of stimulus this week as best as you can and then yeah. going in and actually just like you know putting a bit less pressure on yourself i'm sure you know i'm sure you'll come back and you know put in a great performance yeah exactly this there's, there's loads of time like you said in the grand in the grand scheme of covid <laughs> me having to have a week off training compared to what other people have had to go through is uh yeah, it's not a lot, is it? So ultimately, yeah, I want to do the best I can, but yeah, yeah. there's. Uh, I definitely don't want to push back and then put myself in a position where, as well, like after a week's training, trying to double up on your sessions is a horrible idea for anyone. Yeah. Um, and I've I've done it before. Where I've tried to cram training before and after. I've done made the mistakes, and you just feel worse for it. And then it, you know, if you try and do two weeks worth of training, I've got I missed three sessions last week. If I had to do the three sessions this week. That's seven sessions in six days. Like none of them are going to go well after the first session. Right. Like it doesn't matter how well you plan it, you can't go from four sessions a week to seven without any kind of detrimental effect. So you've got to have yeah. the pros and cons, and it's just not going to happen. So yeah, yeah. plan your losses and you know and, and crack it on. Um, yeah, and just adapting the lot, the timeline slightly in the you know the kind of the the yeah. meso cycle, which was meant to have a deload in a week's time, um, which obviously won't be a deload now. We've got nothing yeah. to deload from. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, just just adapting the timeline and. Uh, and reacting to it and yeah getting as much out of it as you can yeah yeah you meant to have your first game on the weekend as well weren't you uh coming up sorry yeah so like the boys boys had their first game on saturday just gone um so obviously was due to playing that and uh had to had to miss out which you know is frustrating after yeah 18 18 months of uh no games um you know very frustrating um but yeah all, all things being well be back for this saturday um so i've got a i've got a missed training tonight it's my last day of isolation and then uh i'll train on thursday and then then play saturday all things being well 
uh, whether it'll be a full game or not. Uh, given yeah. the circumstances, I don't know, but just to get some sort of uh, you know run out will be will be good. Um, again, similar to yourself, like you know, it's far from ideal. You know, I've had uh, you know obviously this whole COVID period, and then you know not playing for a long time. Gym's opening back up in April. It's actually a much longer off season and pre season than I've ever had before, yeah. ever. Um, you know, normally it's like you know two to four weeks off at the end, and then you know for off season, then you're back into pre season and running three times a week, and you know all that kind of stuff. And obviously, I've had summers where I've had like you know knee up, I've had you know the family stuff, and like missed like certain you know certain chunks of pre season. So I was quite excited to have had a you know amazing yeah. chunk of pre season. Um, under my belt and like feel re- like feeling real fired up to, to get going but you know obviously this is a bit you know it, again it's a little bit of a setback but it, it depends how you react to it I think similar to yourself I've done what I can um you know like some of my speed stuff I've been able to you know to, to keep oh up yeah yeah there. like I've got a little bit of outdoor space so like my plyo stuff my jump stuff uh things like that like strength wise not ideal but again like you know isometrics and things like that um and um like after the first two or three days when my average step count was about a thousand steps a day um after the first two or three days like that was that was a goal to get that you know back up to you know 10 12 thousand a day which i've done um so yeah it's uh say like just how you react to it and like i think you know if i don't try and make up too much for what i've missed in the last week and stay pretty relaxed about it like you know the game on saturday for the next few weeks are pre-season games so i can use these to get myself fit for yeah september the first league games fall for september so it's not like if i'm not at absolute peak you know on saturday it's fine yeah it's no it's no drama so use it try and get you know an hour's worth of game time in and then got a game on the friday night and then the thursday night the week after so there's still time to make up for what's happened but I think like gym wise or training wise, not trying to like, you know, if I come back in the gym tomorrow, not thinking, right, I've got to do, you know, a few mad sessions, you know, to make up for it and then play Saturday and I've got to play a full 80 minutes and I've got to be hundred percent, like just be a bit sensible, use the next few weeks to, to get ready. Really. Not overdo it. So Definitely. very similar strategy to, to yourself really. So, yeah. but yeah, look, look forward to a game of rugby. It's been a while. It's mad. Yeah, it's bad. It's yeah. exciting. Very exciting. So. I'm looking forward to coming and watch you come and watch, mate. Well, it's, you know, this, uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a good good season. And this Saturday's a home game if anyone's uh, listening and is around and fancies a couple of pints and watching a watching a game of rugby. I've got a home game against Leicester, so it is a friendly, but it'll be a good, uh, good game, I'm sure. So, yeah. Easy. What about you, Sonia? How's, uh, you know, obviously someone who likes to train high frequency and, you know, training high good volume, intent- high intensity, high frequency. Yeah. How, how, how have you found it? Obviously very frustrating. I'd imagine. Um, yes and no. Uh, I get, literally, as you said, like it's how you react to it. So, you know, like at the end of the day, we knew it's 10 days. So it wasn't like before when I didn't have the end date. Um, so no, I wasn't like freaking out. I was, I, my initial idea was getting back to some home workouts, which I kind of did. Uh, but obviously with the, the injury I've been dealing with, it wasn't probably the same as in lockdown. 
Um, so I had to adapt them slightly, but um, like I, I wasn't too too worried about it. Like get some exercise in, um, maybe spend more time on what I actually have to do in a gym, like working more around my hip, my knee, um, adductor and stuff. So now I just chipped some work in, maybe once, twice a day. Yes, because obviously keeping the frequency <laughs> as high as you can. Um, but no, some people were asking me if I'm going to be like lending an equipment or buying a kit. So no, I wasn't too, too worried about this. Um, 10 days is, is a long time, but obviously tomorrow we're coming back. So yeah, it's nearly done. Um, I have a, in two weeks, um, like a small competition at uni, uh, cause I'm going back, uh, starting again with induction in London. Um, and we have like, a, like an annual competition amongst all students. Um, if you follow or if you know the coach Dan John, he will be there. So that's very exciting times, which I'm really, really excited for. That's why I'm actually going to compete as well. Normally, I probably wouldn't, but this comp I'm not really taking seriously. I'm going to train it. Um, I'm going to treat it like a higher, higher intensity session. Probably see see how it goes. So in those two weeks now from from tomorrow. Um, I'm just going to easily go back to all lives and then, um, see how it goes on Friday, but I'm not going to be competing like, you know, trying. Is it a weightlifting competition? Or... Yes, it's a weightlifting competition. Yeah. Um, which is great. And, you know, like, yes, obviously I've been injured, but I've been training back to all lives probably around a month or two. So I don't see a reason why I wouldn't do a small competition. Um, I won't push it too much, but I think it will be fine. So I'm excited because obviously I kind of want to get back to it. Um, so this might be a good start, I think. Um, Definitely. Cool. Sounds like a good good place to start where like maybe you don't put too, too much pressure on yourself. Well, it's literally the same approach like like yeah. Luke, like yeah. not putting too much pressure on you, treating it like a training session. Um, and just basically carry on back to the plan, not trying to make up for the lost sessions that, that that's not smart and that's not going to do any good. We yeah. all know that, like, you just now stick to your plan or plan your things. Um, that's pretty much it. So, yeah, we've been less active, obviously, but uh, that just confirms that like life, hap life happens. And I think it's perspective, it's perspective, isn't it? I think like... You know, yeah. Like Luke said, like over the grand scheme of things, to be off for ten days, you know, with COVID compared to like, you know, what's happened to a lot of people and stuff. Oh yeah. Um, and how badly they've been affected is uh, you know, it, it yeah, it's not the it's not the end of the world, is it? And I think with like, you know, for us personally, I think with like, you know, the training background we've got and stimulus we've got, like, you know, to miss a week, ten days not ideal in terms of a short-term competition aspect perhaps but in terms of like long term over the course of you know years and you know your training lifespan it's not it's not the end of the world is it like you know probably all missed a week mm. at some point with flu and you know things like that you know cold flu etc or an injury um so it's you know it's probably not the end of the world like you know in the, in the oh, exactly if you're looking at the bigger picture you know that if you if you if you train for years um this is not gonna mess up with you that much obviously it looks yeah. unfortunate having a really important comp but fair play to the approach he's taking towards it yeah like yeah and it could have been when it's three weeks out 
or four weeks or two weeks out. Exactly, man. Yeah, exactly. Man. So, so there's still plenty and, of time and, for a good block, isn't there? How many, how many weeks is it out now? Uh, seven, I think. It's seven yeah. on uh, seven, seven to Thursday, seven Thursday. I think. Yeah. So exactly. Least. Like the way, the way it's going through Birmingham at the minute, like, it's definitely going to happen at some point to us. Um, so I'd much rather it be seven weeks out or eight weeks out than it would be three weeks out where it'd be exactly. a really tough one to swallow. So yeah. Yeah. I think that's still quite like a good period of time to kind of. Oh man, yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still got at least one more block, and yeah, yeah. So it's all good. Going back to your competition, Sonny, like um, with individual um, athletes, like powerlifters and weightlifters and stuff, do you guys both, you know, think there's big merit at the moment for just getting a comp in for a lot of people? Like, you know, just a different, even if you're not, like you mentioned yourself, you're not probably going to be going in at 100%, but just to get a feel for for the day and things like that. It's always been very diff different for me because, you know, traditionally with like rugby there's a game every Saturday so yeah. like you keep your you keep your kind of comp sharpness if you like pretty much throughout the whole year whereas with weightlifting and powerlifting it can be quarterly it can be you know 12 16 weeks like you know sometimes longer obviously for for comps yeah. are so they're so infrequent in comparison like is there you know are we, are we seeing like people turning up doing comps and like completely messing up because they're just not comp sharp comp ready do we see merit in like just getting a comp done even if it's a mickey mouse comp to just get on the platform and listen to the you know commands and whatnot to be fair like i'll start Luke, if you don't mind <laughs> i'll be probably quick um we're all, we're all friends here so yeah we're all friends here so. um i think that like if you're within the circle you just you just probably enjoy come into competition like like venue because obviously there's many people meeting up um etc what i remember what luke was saying from his last comp that they actually weren't still allowed allowed in which i found a bit weird but then the last one i was was last saturday was last sunday the weightlifting one and it just ran pretty much as it always did um and to be fair, I don't know. Like, I don't know if, if people are desperate to get the comp in because many people kept compete online, like virtual, um, which I think like fair play to them because that for me is taking the competition element from it. If it's virtual, if you just send your list. Um, but for me, let's say that last Sunday kind of gave me a little trigger to potentially compete more this year myself. Um, so for me, it was like a little bust. Um, I don't know that if that this answering uh, the question you've had, uh, but I don't feel like people are too pushed just to get something in for, for me. I don't know. I don't know. How about you, Luke? I'm a massive, I, I, I'm a massive believer in trying to get a competition in fairly early. Uh, it's what I did and made a lot of mistakes, but like I look at like I have two examples here. So my client, Andrew, just won the British bench press champs this weekend. Uh, yeah. Really good lifter. He's done three weight cuts this uh, this 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 year now for for three uh, sorry two different cuts for this year and he's got a third one coming off for the British like a lot of comps in short succession, um, but like the first time he ever done a cut like he was an absolute nervous wreck like worrying about like what his weight is and you see this where like there's a competition on the weekend for the West Mids and um, I've got a new girl who's 300 grams over her weight category and she's like Luca uh, you know what happens if I don't make weight and it's like 300 grams so I know that it's yeah you're gonna make weight. 
but she's so nervous about it that like, it almost takes away then from the actual training, the enjoyment. The more times that you do these competitions, the more times you realize these little things and the confidence that you have in like your approach to it just gets gets better every time. So if I'm three kilos over now a week out, I'm not panicking at all because I've done it fucking 20 times now. So I know that I'm going to make weight. Well, this person's done one competition ever. This is the first time I'm trying to cut and she's 63.3 kilo and she's really nervous. She's got a week to drop 300 grams. Like it's, it's, it's so easy, but she's nervous because she hasn't done it. So like these little things and like the little mistakes and the nerves you get when you come to stage, they just get better every single time you do a competition. So I think if you're looking to, to not just be a flash in the pan and just do one competition, which is absolutely fine if you just want to, you know, knock that off your bucket list. But if you want to be a powerlifter or a weightlifter, I recommend getting a competition really early just so that you get more comfortable with the actual process of, of you know, getting ready for competition, actually peaking, uh, getting your weight where it needs to be. And then just the general day-to-day running. I don't even think about it anymore. Like, at one point, I'd check my bag like 10 times. I'd be like on edge the day before. Now I just know everything's going on. It's really straightforward. So I definitely think just getting one or two under your belt straight away when there's less pressure, you're just starting out is, is, is a good thing to do. Um, and like you said, if you make mistakes your first ever comp, you are probably going to make something. The next one, you won't make it. And then kind of when you're 100% ready to then be competitive, you've already made the mistakes. You're not going to make them again. So I'm a massive believer in getting a competition done early. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> obviously, everyone has to kind of make their own decisions. But like Sinead from MSC, um, she's been training for about three months and she's competing on the weekends. And she's just been isolating as well. And I love her mentality into it because she's, she's had to isolate. She comes out Thursday. And like, yeah, it's two weeks out from comp. She's just had 10 days off and she's still competing on Saturday. And like, there's no pressure for her. Yeah, she's had COVID. She's been powerlifting three months, but she's getting her first comp out of the way, nipped. And then the next time she comes, COVID won't be around maybe. And she'll be able to, uh, yeah, push on and, and get a good result. And she just won't be as nervous. Just get in there, you know, get in there, making mistakes, <laughs> you know, and, and, and learn from them, isn't it? You know, and that's it. That's the only way you're going to learn, isn't it? Is getting in there, making those mistakes, having those little, you know, like say, I remember you eight, eight, ten years ago, like being a, you know, a couple of kilos over, you know, yeah, a week yeah. or a few days before, and there was a bit of panic, and you know, yeah, it, it, because it's you, you probably in the back of your mind think you're going to be all right and know you are, but like because it's new, that you know. Uh, it's unknown and it's like yeah you can be day before like you say 300 grams over and like people are panicking because it because it's a yeah. new thing whereas if you've you know if you've done it you know six times eight times ten times you know you it know, works every time lot, you know it works and it, you know you're a lot calmer and um obviously performance is going to get uh going to be better so that's probably t- you know one of the takeaways for anyone who's kind of new into powerlifting and weightlifting is like just you know get 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 those comps in early i guess and you're you know another like, thing that happens yeah. on the flip another thing that happens on the flip to that is that like Too people that put, off, <laughs> yeah, that, that put off doing a competition and say um oh, i'm gonna wait till i get to this certain number or blah 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 and then they get so anxious about it all and they just create this like thing that's not actually there where they don't think they're ready to do a competition but they are and they just build it up to be something that it's not um, yeah. And then they just they spend forever being just anxious about being on competition and, and never being ready. And that couldn't be further from the truth. Like, I mean, at weightlifting competitions, the level varies so much. You'll be like someone there that's like on the cusp of being like a national level lifter down to bloody, I was going to say Sue, but that's your wife's name as well, to, to Margaret, who's 
weightlifted for three months and all of a sudden just wants to do it. Like the, the, the level is so varied and it's the same at powerlifting. Like no one would be out of place. And even if you were the lowest level person there, like it's still quite a supportive environment. But I think people, if they put it off so long, just become so nervous yeah. about the whole situation. They're both very, just, inclu- yeah. very inclusive sports. Yeah. To be honest, like having, you know, having had comps at MSC, obviously been to comps and stuff like for both sports <laughs> and, you know, for, for, you know, no, nobody's ever going to sort of judge the, the level you're at yeah. from what I've seen. You know, no, if you, you know, if you're standing up as a beginner and you've got a good attitude and, you know, everybody's been there, everybody who's more experienced yourself, like you've had, you know, you've been there, whereas your first comp and you're a bit nervous you're not quite sure on your equipment your timings you know everyone who's been at any level has always had that that first comp that second comp you know where they they you know were where you're at now you know so i think like you know something to to consider is like if you're thinking about doing comps and stuff like you know yeah there's going to be better lifters than you there's going to be more experienced lifters but everybody's got to start somewhere and like you say, I think we've seen it before with, you know, a couple of individuals like where, yeah, they leave it so long and, they'll, they'll, you know, they want to be at national level before they step on the platform. And it just doesn't work like that. It just doesn't work like that at all. You've got to get in, do your comps, and then that's, you, you know, you learn from that. Not just the mistakes you make on the day, but like just the whole experience. You've got those numbers then to work from. You go back into your training block, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I always think when people say that as well, it's like chasing that like eternal, I don't know, like validation or whatnot. But it's like, if you are waiting to get to national level and then you get to national level, then you look at the national level lifters that are then 20% better than you. And then you get to that level, then you're looking at the international and it's that team never satisfied thing where yeah. like you're thinking I'll be a national level lifter at divisionals. But when you're a national lifter, you're at national level and you're always just looking up a level and it's just... Yeah, people are never quite satisfied then. And I think, again, you're just chasing until you're the best in the world and then you never compete. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, with attitude, you're never, never going to win, are you? You're never going to get the you're satisfaction never gonna be from happy. it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, reality is, apart from one person in the world, like, there's going to be someone better than you. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think, like, that's something, yeah, that you've got you to gotta look at your own performance and own progression, haven't you? I'm super glad I decided to compete. Like I decided to powerlift in December and then I competed in February and I didn't have a fucking clue what was going on. I didn't know what a flight was. I didn't know anything. I never squatted without a mirror and I'm so glad I did it. And it was just, yeah, it was the, I had lab handling me. <laughs> so like, he never done a powerlifting company in his life. He came down to handle me. I'm super glad I did that. Um, and yeah, just set us up then for, for powerlifting life. Yeah, if you can compete with La handling you, you can do anything. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Train hard and live easy. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I was going to say to this that, like, um, as you're saying, that, that get the first one in, um, like, just get it in. As you said, you didn't even know what's going on. Like what I did with Manuel for his first weightlifting call. Like he's obviously <laughs> light, uh, but he still competed in a higher higher weight class because like he would be about to cut like three to four kilos, which is uh, 
Yeah. You know, yeah, three, I think it's, which is easy, yeah. but like there was no need for doing it. Like you just don't need this on your very first comp. Like, you know, like he was so stressed that like, you don't even know what, what's going on. Like he didn't even know that when he finished his, his third snatch, I was like, okay, we're done. And he was like, I want to go again. <laughs> it was so cute. But like, there is no more attempts, you know, like, <laughs> and the last thing you need is to be cutting weight, which you don't know how you're going to cope with, like how it's going to impact you, how you're going to feel. Just go with everything you trained ready. And yeah, so I think uh, from this point of view, getting the first thing done, you don't have, to, you're never going to be super prepared and you need to do things, th these things, which will prepare you. Um, that's really good than listen because the amount of people that like just everyone says don't cut weight for your first comp like literally anyone that's experienced says don't cut and everyone thinks they're the exception to that rule <laughs> like everyone knows that oh that's for everyone but not me and everyone and everyone and everyone does it and every single person right. advises not to cut weight and they still do it and like you said the, the stress becomes less about like the lifting which is stressful enough but i mean like you know manuel's got you know good techniques so like he knows he can lift the standards um, but if all of a sudden he's quitting weight, it becomes more about the anxiety of actually getting in the competition versus just doing the competition, which is stressful enough. Um, so, yeah, everyone says don't cut and everyone doesn't listen. Um, so I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad they did. Yeah, I massively agree with that. Like, I just think, yeah, like your first comp or second comp, like, it's the last thing you should be worried about is cutting, cutting weight. You know, you've got a lot to think about. There's a lot of nerves anyway. Like, you know, can it, you know, can you transfer that training onto the platform on the day, you know, your, your timings, you, you know, getting your food right, getting your tapering right, et cetera, et cetera. Like the last thing you want to be doing is trying to lose, three, you know, three kilos or four kilos. Like the that's that's deficit as well until, yeah, on your until last weeks of training, what, you, yeah, you, why? you're not going to be feeling good. On your, on your first comp, like, you know, there's other thing to focus on. Where you, yeah, exactly. You're not you're not going to rock up first comp and you know qualify for the worlds or the Olympics or whatever, are you? So like, there's no point going for that like category. You might not even know what your best category is at the moment. Like for Manuel, it might be that you decide to move them up. You've got to be yeah, a super. Yeah, exactly. He's about he's about six foot five, isn't he? Well, he's six five and uh, fifty seven. Eighty one kilos. <laughs> You know, you might want to you might want to move them up, but no, seriously, like you do a comp or two, and then you you know you might realise actually for this guy, like you know, why are we cutting? Let's, let's put a bit of bit of size, and you know, maybe you know you feel like you can't get any stronger at the current weight he's at, you know, or whatever. Um, plenty of time, plenty of time to, to yeah. I think Luke would try because I think Luke also tried different categories now at the beginning. <laughs> I remember Luke going up to 83. That was, that was something special. <laughs> I still got, there was that one picture in there that uh, you're not too fond of. <laughs> it shows you in all your, all your glory at 83 kilos. But on the flip side as well, like there's competitions where like if they're not a massive priority, well, I just won't cut for them. Like yeah. I've done a few comps and weighed in at like 77. Um, just because again, avoid the stress of it. It's not fun, man. Like it's not fun cutting weight. Um, so if I could avoid doing it, I would absolutely avoid it. So like there's, yeah, comps where I don't need to make weight, I won't make weight. And I just enjoy the actual training. Because you talk about like that last couple of weeks of training, which is your hardest. If you've got to do it in a small surface or at least maintenance versus doing it in a deficit and you know, be mindful of your steps. It's, it's, 
yeah, such a more advantageous position to be kind of eating to fuel the sessions versus keeping an eye on your weight and trying to drop 500 grams in that week as well. So much more advantageous. You know, it was so, like for me, it was so weird when we went to the comp and he was literally like eating full breakfast before waiting, which like I've never done that. Like obviously first thing you want to wait fast. <laughs> so it's just... Right, yeah. For the super training competition, oh yeah, so I was a kilo and a half over in the morning, so I was having a hot shower, I look an absolute mess, like passed out, Naz had to drive me to the comp because I was, didn't feel too good, and then the day after, Chalkley was competing, he's a one out five, he weighs about 100, we went for pancakes, he had two breakfasts, he had a sandwich beforehand, he fucking weighed in in his clothes, I was like, man, this is powerlifting. Like, what am I doing, man? Like, if I weren't competitive, I'd go up to 83 and just enjoy myself. Like, he sounds, was having a uh, great time. Yeah, sounds like one of my. But why would you not do game. that? Why, why would you not do it though? If you could, like, of course yeah, you would. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Round off then. Um, you know, it seems like a good place to to round off. Um, would you have any any tips? You know, Sonia for anyone going in for in for the first weightlifting comp. Obviously, you know, spoke about. Not worrying too much about weight categories is there anything else that you think would benefit people if they're thinking about competing for the first time uh yeah i think if they if they've like been really consistent with the the prep and like they did all the work prior the competition there already shouldn't be any any stress because obviously you've trained you know you've done all the work and the competition is just kind of to test um what you kind of can achieve now at your peak point um so probably like trusting the process. I know it sounds like a cliche, but it's it, it just that, that one, like trust what you've trained for if you know you've done all the hard work. Um, and if it's your very first one, it will be probably more like, let's enjoy it. Like, yes, try your best, but enjoy the event because the first comp is, is something you will always remember. Um, and as Luke said, that like there will be awkward moments and there will be mistakes. You know, you might forget, I don't know, a knee sleeve or shoe i don't know something like this like it will just happen um I hate it when it's your first comp and you come out with just that one shoe on i hate it when that happens so when you're getting ready to squat and you've only got one shoe on i hate it when that happens uh, <laughs> that was just an example but uh, <laughs> no i know what you mean yeah, I left that darn shoe like in the, with the approach of let's enjoy Lift that stop you've only got one shoe on go and put your shoe on you've got 30 seconds Squatting like this. So yeah, enjoy yourself because the day should be about you. So go with go with a different approach of like you know don't really look at what everyone else is lifting, which is something what I would always advise. Like never really check what your competitors do, even though obviously that's competitive, but that should be maybe for your coach to take care of. Well, when yeah. it comes to like you know the timings and changing the weight um so yeah that should be probably that should be probably the biggest one if i say comparing yourself against you know someone next to you you're thinking shit you know same weight category maybe yeah. even the same age maybe whatever but like this is their 10th comp and this is your first i personally can't even and on their first they were doing maybe less than you you know yeah don't watch anyone so. else lifting don't think like oh my god that was mega like well, focus on your lifts, know the numbers, um, yeah, with openers, open on, on something which you're very comfortable with, like open the game sharp, like you don't want to miss your first lift. I think I've never li missed my first one. 
Um, I know it happens, it, it always can happen, but I don't think it puts you into the right setup or, you know, like mindset of the comp, like you want to open, probably go first, second and PB on your third one. That usually is my approach, but yeah. Um, yeah. Do you know what the average like good lifters in weightlifting go? I know it's very different to powerlifting. Like powerlifting, the, the, the best lifters in the world go seven for nine on average. Do you know what the best kind of weightlifters today kind of go five for six? Well, I know it's different because there's a bit more kind of less room for error, but is there like a kind of number that's like, that's the standard of attempts you, made? Fair, I know you're aiming for six. I would, not, I would only guess, but from like usually what you see, I would say it's probably like, four to five like four. yeah yeah the top ones cool. yeah, like you don't you're yeah, not yeah, yeah. likely to miss like they know what they're doing usually so yeah yeah cool. like chinese like chinese for example like they <coughs> they average about two from six or three from six like they don't care they just go like just miss big jump you know different approaches yeah, yeah, yeah. but i think four falls about about average yeah yeah cool about yourself, Luke, and powerlifting point of view, like someone going for the was, first comp. Yeah, I was going to say um, what what Sonia said about opening light, just to get like an absolute banker, set up the nerves, and then you kind of take your, your your jumps from there. I actually I know what Sonia said about not comparing to other people, but I also always recommend to people to watch the more the more advanced people in that competition just to see kind of what they're doing, what they do differently in terms of like their timings, like how they're kind of focused. You can take a lot about what people are doing. Um, that are slightly more advantageous. So you shouldn't be comparing yourself to them, but you should be looking at thinking, what are they doing that I could take on boards that could help me with my lifting? Um, and I remember my, my first competition, I went down and there was a couple of guys wearing GB tracksuits and I was obsessed with them. And I just watched them, the whole competition, just like what they would do, their mannerisms, what they were doing between lifts. Cause even then, like, like what do you do for 10 minutes in between lifts when you're at a comp, if you're never done, you, you don't know. Like they like kind of, they go off to a separate side of the room and they're, they're just in their own little zone. And I love that. So I, I, I like watching people and taking on board what the more advanced people do and kind of learn about their timings, learning about their kind of mentality going into the session. Everyone's, everyone's individual, but mm. I do like to see what they're kind of doing. So yeah, open light, learn from the advanced, learn from the more advanced people. And then I think if beforehand you can settle your nerves by going to like a powerlifting or a weightlifting club, and just having someone look over your technique just to make sure that you've practiced the commands, you're lifting exactly to the standards you need. If not a powerlifting coach, then just someone that's competed before or someone that really knows the rules just to make sure that you've got absolutely nothing to worry about when you get to, to competition. Because you see people, again, that compete that have obviously not read the rule book. And the rule book's like five pages, man. Like, read the rule book if you're going to compete. Uh, that's another one. So just make sure that you know everything that you're doing and meant to be doing on the day. The rule book is super short, man. Like you could read that in, in less than an hour and then you just learn so much from it. So I think make sure that you're lifting to the standards you need to and just make sure you've read the rule book so that there's no surprises on the day. Happy. Boom. <coughs> Lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. Um, nice way to round off there. I think um, hopefully it's given our viewers slash listeners um you know good idea as to what we've uh, what we've been up to and how we've coped with uh you know keeping ourselves sane and fit during uh the covid uh period so if anyone's in isolation hopefully they've picked up a few few tips from that and then uh yeah kind of went nicely into into some you know powerlifting weightlifting stuff there in terms of you know prepping for comps and you know your first time comp and things like that I think like you know if you're thinking about doing it just get out there and, and do it 
um, read the rule book, go and see a coach, make sure you, you know, the, the rule books are a big one in it. Like Christ. I mean, just, there must be nothing more frustrating than like missing the commands or like not really yeah. knowing the commands. And it's like, what a waste. Yeah. That would be. Yeah, you you put the effort into join and and, and spend the money to do it, but you've not read the rule book. Yeah, yeah. Come on, like, yeah, Um, yeah, and um, just give it a give it a go. I think is is probably the answer. Um, So yeah, Yeah. cool. Okay, guys, thanks for joining us. Just before we go, if anyone finds a Reebok Legacy weightlifting shoe, Sonia's actually lost one. Nice, hey, hey. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Fantastic, guys. Thanks for listening, guys, and uh, we'll catch you down at MSC very soon. Cheers.